Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. You can bring your hard drive to download any series of teaching in our church. We have hundreds of teaching from basic new believers and the discipleship, how to cast out demons and the file of God and all this teaching I taught in series. And you can get those and listen to each series in detail. Pastor Da always say that you produce the teaching faster than what I can listen. You don't have to pay money. It's all free. And please get one series at a time and listen to all this teaching. We talked about how to pray many years ago. And last year we talked about the love of God. The other year we talked about the goodness of God. And this year we are talking about grace. I want to say one phrase. No charge, no excuse. One day when you stand before Jesus at the throne and Jesus asks you, why don't you know my word? Why you make so many mistakes? And you came from New Hope International Church. You say, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Jesus will say, no excuse. It's free. You can listen in a car. You can get it for free. You don't have to pay even one penny. Amen. It's on my plate. I spend time, 10,000 of hours for all this teaching to come out. So please take advantage of the teaching. Amen. Today we will continue to talk about great grace. I would like to read this scripture one more time. I love this scripture. Acts 4.33 And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. This is a summary statement of the condition of the early church in that generation. You remember the story? The fire of the Holy Spirit fell upon the 120 believers or disciples in the upper room. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, drunk in the Spirit, speaking in tongue. The apostle Peter preached the gospel and thousands of people came to know the Lord. The Lord added to their numbers those who are being saved. One man who was lame since he was born from the mother womb was healed miraculously. He got up from the ground, jumped and walked, and that really shook the whole city. It moved the city that God performed miracles. More people got saved into the kingdom. But the religious leader was not very happy. They arrested the apostles, beat them, and threatened them not to preach the name of Jesus any longer. Thank God the apostle did not back off, did not give up or run away or hide. But they went back to their own company or their church and prayed even for more bonus to preach the gospel and to ask God to stretch out his mighty hand to perform more signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And God was very happy with their prayer. God shook the whole building. And this is a summary statement. After their prayer, 
for more power. The Bible says, "With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all." I believe that every scripture in the Bible belongs to us, and it can happen to us. This scripture of Acts 4:33 can happen in the church in America and all over the world. That the great power of God can be manifested. And great grace can be on every believer in the church, not just only pastor, not just only old believer, but even new believer can have great grace upon their life. How many people like to be like that? How many people want the church today in the 21st century to have great grace upon us? We are part of the universal church. How many people like miracle? I like miracle. Yesterday, I taught a group of disciples, and I say that you know nowadays I perform surgery and help people to get healed. They know that one day I'm going to become a full-time pastor. Stop doing the surgery. They tease me that maybe on that time we're going to see healing without more healing without knife. That God, people will be healed without the scalpel knife. Amen. More grace. We need the grace of God to see that happen in our midst. Great power and great grace. We have learned some truth about grace. This is the sixth chapter or sixth lesson of this series already. What is the grace of God? Before we go on, I'd like to review a little bit. The Greek and the Hebrew language for the word grace can be translated into words. Grace, actually three words. Grace, favor, and kindness. In other words, the grace of God. Mean somebody who is higher than us, above us, extend kindness to give us undeserved gift and help from above to us who is below. So grace is about the kindness of God. It's about the favor of God. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 12: The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew. On the grass, Proverbs sixteen fifteen, in the light of the king's face is life, and his favor or his grace is like a cloud of the latter rain. The book of Proverbs compare the grace or the favor of the king of all kings to the dew or to the moisture precipitation. The dew on the leaf can be so light that you can barely perceive it, or the dew can be so thick and heavy to the point that it's dripping off the leaf on the tree, dripping, dripping like a running rain. So, in other words, the grace can be so small that it's almost barely perceptible, but or the grace can be so thick, so heavy on you that you can. Have daily experience of the grace of God. How many people want the thick, thick, thick grace? More grace that you can perceive every single day. I want the grace of God in our church member to drip off, to be around people. When you go anywhere, the grace will drip off to your boss, to your coworkers. Everywhere you go, the grace will drip out of you and touch people's life. Amen. The grace of God is so real. It's not just imaginary. 
is not just a fiction, but you can experience the grace of God. Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Can we grow in grace? Yes, we can grow in the grace of God. This lesson in this series, we're going to learn how to grow the grace of God in our life. James chapter four verse six, but He gives more grace. I like that. He gives more grace. Therefore, He say, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If we want more grace, we need to be humble. God described a woman in the Bible. Her name is Mary. This is how God labeled her or called her. I like that. I want God to call all the ladies in this church this way. Luke chapter one verse twenty-eight. And having come in, the angel said to her, to Mary, "Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women." How many people want to be called by God, highly favored one? I like that. That God call all of us highly favored one. There are different levels and measure of grace: high level, low level, medium level. But we learn one thing: we can get more grace, and we can grow in the grace. Jesus has the fullness of grace, and we want to reach to the fullness of grace that we can receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the grace of God? Hebrew chapter four verse sixteen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The grace of God is our help when we face a situation that we cannot handle. The grace of God show up, then the help comes and we can handle the situation. Second Timothy chapter two verse one. You therefore be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace of God is not only our help, but is our strength. When we have the grace, we can be strong in the Lord. Everyone say help. Everyone say strength. Hebrews chapter twelve verse twenty-eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which. The grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The grace of God is our ability, supernatural ability, the help, the strength, so that we can serve the Lord fruitfully. I cannot preach on Sunday morning like this without the grace of God. English is not my mother tongue language. I tell you, for the past twenty-six years. Pastor Da can be my witness. On Saturday, I spend hours and hours. Even this morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. and read my sermon. I just want to make sure that I will make very little mistake in my English preaching because it's not my language. It's struggling to try to preach in the language I did not grow up with. I need the grace of God to be able to preach in English. Amen. And try to explain the thing that you can understand. We need the grace to be able to serve the Lord acceptably or please Him. Amen. What happens if you have more grace now than the early part of this year? What happens if you have twice 
the grace now compared to the beginning of this year. What happened? The things that you used to struggle with, the things that you feel that is so difficult to accomplish, they will become easy for you. If you have more grace, the thing that you were not able to do at all, you look at it and say, no way, I cannot do this. But with enough grace, you could do it. With enough grace, the areas or the sinful habit that you used to fall, the temptation that you used to yield and you cannot say no to temptation, with enough grace, you just whip it off and say no and never have to struggle again. Because the grace of God gives you victory over temptation. With enough grace, you can receive any miracles. There is no big miracle that you cannot receive with enough grace. With enough grace, you can overcome any temptation. With enough grace, you can receive any healing. With enough grace, you can receive financial provision. With enough grace, you can be a man or a woman of God. That God wants you to be. You can be the parents, the minister, the preacher, the businessman. Whatever you do, you can be that person that God wants you to be with enough grace. Psalm 119 verse 58. I will read from NASB. I sought your favor with all my heart. I sought, I seek the grace of God with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. As believers, we need to see the value of God's favor, of God's grace. Let us say out loud together, I seek the Lord's favor with my whole heart. How many people seek the favor of God? I seek the favor of God. The grace and the favor of God are the same. We read the book of Exodus. And we find out from Moses. Moses said that if we obtain your grace, your mercy and favor, you need to go with us. What is the grace of God in conclusion? The grace of God is the presence of God with us. When God told Moses, I will not go with you. You're going to go with the, only the angel. Moses says, no, 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 no. You promised us that you're going to give us favor and grace. Therefore, your presence needs to go with us. You remember a while ago, I read in the book of Luke, when God called Mary a highly favored woman. And then the next sentence, the Lord is with you. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is the presence of God, the tangible presence of God. That's why the church that understands the Bible will welcome the presence of God. We'll not just sing three hymns, three hers, and preach the Encyclopedia Britannica and then everyone go home. We will invite the presence of God to be with us. Amen? Another example of the presence of God that gives grace to his people is Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a captive. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed. The king did not have to do any favor to them. But Nehemiah would like to receive favor from the king. That the king will give him resources and give him authority to go back home to build the wall again. And look at the Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 8. And we can see now that the favor or the grace is the same as the presence of God. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest. 
that he must give timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Everyone say the good hand of God is upon me. If you study the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they mention about the heavy hand of the Lord was upon them. What is the hand of God? The hand of God is the tangible presence of God. The hand of God is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The anointing come upon you. And Nehemiah said that because I have the presence of God, the good hand of God is upon me. The presence of God is upon me. Therefore, I receive His favor, and the favor of God work in the heart of the king to give him authority. And resources to be able to go back home to rebuild the wall. Wow! How many people want to get the favor from your boss? Raise your hand up. Have the promotion or the raise every three months. If you want that, you need the presence of God. If you walk into your boss office and the presence of God is there, He's gonna like you. The Lord will go before you to prepare the heart of your boss. Amen. The good hand of the Lord. It doesn't matter what the situation in your life is right now. It doesn't matter what the rule and the law of your company or the situation in your life. The grace of God, the presence of God, is bigger than your situation. The grace of God is bigger than the rule of your company. The grace of God is bigger than any law around you, because the grace of God can move and. The heart of people around you to give you special favor, to do special thing for you, amen. That's why we need the favor and the grace of God. In His presence, there is a fullness of joy. In His presence, there is life. In His presence, there is strength. There is victory. That's why our church loves the presence of God, because we know if the presence of God show up in our home, in our marriage. In our workplace, life gonna be there, favor gonna be there, grace gonna be there. Amen. Yes, it's good to ask God and pray. God, give me more favor, give me more grace this year. It's good to confess with our mouth that I have more grace. Asking, confessing is good, but asking and confessing is not enough. The reality. From the scripture, we're gonna start to look at some people in the Bible. God record the story of godly people in the Bible to show us how these people receive more grace than others. What I try to say is that attitudes and actions will qualify us for more grace. It's good to pray. It's good to confess, but need to we need to check our attitudes and check our actions, what we think and what we do. To be qualified to receive more grace from God, Amen. The whole book of Esther is the book of grace or favor. Esther received the favor from people around her, and received the favor from the king in that generation.
Can you imagine? This woman is a simple woman, but because she has favor from God, she came out from obscurity into the national influence. Because the favor of God is upon this simple woman, she can change the course of the whole kingdom. You need to understand one thing: in the world, there are people out there who have authority and make decisions that affect everybody. The president, the boss in the company, have the authority to make decisions to affect everybody. But even though there are those people who have authority, you don't know behind the scene. There is somebody that can influence that person. For me, it's my wife. <laughs> I'm just teasing her. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> But thank God, Pastor Da has a lot of grace upon her. Amen. So somebody behind the scene can talk to the man of authority at the right time with the right word at the right occasion, and can. Change his decision to impact everybody in a positive way, and that's what happened to Esther. Esther was a simple woman; she was a Jew; she did not have any authority, but because the favor of God was upon her, she influenced the king to save the whole nation of Israel from being killed. Change the course of the whole thing. The key is this: if you are behind the scene and you influence your boss, don't speak it up. Don't announce to the whole world. You know I'm the person who speak to the boss. Just keep quiet, stay low key, be humble, and God will continue to use you. But if you start to be prideful and announce to the whole world that you know I am the one who influence my boss, you will undo the grace of God in your life, because grace is undeserved favor, undeserved. Benefit, you don't deserve it. Amen. In that generation, many women wanted to become queen, and they can request the god or the caretaker of these women to give them the best perfume, the best clothing, the best makeup, the best jewelry, because everyone want to look the best in front of the king. And not only that, if they did not get chosen by the king, they can take everything home too. It's a gift. And look at what Esther did. At the time, she was preparing to meet the king for selection. Esther chapter two verse fifteen. Now, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Omodekai, who had taken her as his daughter, to go. Into the king, she listened carefully. Requested nothing, but what Hegai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. Wow, Esther was a humble woman. Her eyes. Looked at God. She did not depend on the perfume. She did not depend on the nicest clothes. She did not depend on people. She depended on God. She was very humble. She requested nothing from the caretaker, and because she was not demanding, she did not think that she was entitled to receive anything. She did not put pressure on people. 
She did not ask for any special treatment. Whatever the caretaker, hey guy, offered to her advisor, she said, "Okay, okay lah. I took it. I go whatever you say." She's very humble. She depended on God. If you want the favor from God, you need to be humble. You don't pull on people. You don't put pressure on people. You don't manipulate people. Demand other people to give you special treatment and special attention. You just need to stay humble. And whatever God gives you, yes, you can present your request to God. But to people, you don't force. You don't put pressure on people to do anything special to you. Can you imagine if a person come to you and demand and demand and demand special treatment from you all the time? I need this. I need a special seat. I need a special menu. I need special parking spot. And if that person does that to you, will you be willing to give favor? No. You feel pressure. But if a person come humbly and talk to you humbly. Whatever you give me, I'm happy. You feel mercy, and you want to give more favor. God gonna work in your heart to give the favor to that person because God say, "I give grace, more grace to the humble." Amen. Stay humble. Don't put pressure. God gonna move the heart of people around you to help you anyway. There is another person in the Bible that received the grace from God besides Esther. How many people want the favor from God? How many people want the favor from man, from people around you? Who should we look to? Should we look to man, or should we look to God? We look to God, and if we look to God, we don't look to man. We will not put any pressure on man. We just trust God and depend on God's mercy, kindness, and favor. Amen. Daniel and his friends, young men from Israel, the nation was destroyed. Then they were taken into captivity. They, I believe that some of their relatives must have been killed in the war. They have lost their family. They were taken away from their home and their culture, and they brought into the new situation, new environment, and they need to learn new language and learn the tradition of the foreign land. They were in a brand new location. Young people, but these people fear God and love God. In that new nation, they had no rights. They were captive. They could not speak up. They just have to follow the rules of that nation. And look at Daniel chapter one, verses eight to nine. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. Or king's food, special food, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, listen carefully. This is an important sentence. He requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs, who. Works or incline the heart of the chief, the eunuch, to give him favor. Who? God. So, in other words, before the chief of the eunuch gave him favor, he got favor from God first. And look at the word request. 
Everyone say request. Daniel request. Look at verse 10. And I will explain to you in a minute here. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. In that generation, if you broke the law of the palace, your head can be cut off. You would die. The head, the chief of the eunuch say, Oh, you request to change the food and risk my neck? What are you talking about here? It's my neck. This is your food. What's the big deal about food? But my neck is going to be cut off. That's what he tried to say. <laughs> but thank God, the chief of the eunuch gave him favor. Why did he give him favor? Because it's different between telling and asking. Have you ever heard people say, are you asking me or are you telling me? What is the difference between telling and asking? Telling means you must do it for me. I require you. I insist. I demand. And I believe you owe me something. You must do it for me. That is telling. But asking is humble. Could you please, if you can, do this for me? Daniel was a humble man. He asked. He requested. He did not come to the chief of the Inuk and say, You know, I'm a servant of the Almighty God. Thus say the Lord. I memorize all the scripture. You know, I'm a pastor of a church. I'm a great guy. God is with me. Who you are? You are the heathens. My God is the king of all kings, bigger than your king. Did he say that? No. He was very humble. He respected the chief of the Inuks. He was talking nicely, requesting and asking. Instead of demanding, putting pressure, pulling on, he looked to God. He did not look to man. He knows that God is on his side. And he can be gentle in his talking. But God can work in the heart of the chief of Enoch to give him the favor. Faith will not put pressure on people. Faith will not insist your right. Faith will not demand people to do anything for you. Faith will say, I am not entitled. Faith say, you don't owe me anything. God is the one who's going to help me. Amen? Daniel walked by faith. Daniel is humble. That's why he got the favor. Look at verses 11 to 19. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the Enoch's had set over Daniel, Hananias, Mishkal, and Azariah. Please test your servant. Everyone say, please. Please. Okay, please. Very gentle, very gracious. Please test your servant. Everyone say servant. He did not say, hey, do you know I'm a Christian? I'm a man of God. You need to do this to me. He didn't say that. He said, 
please test your servant. Very humble. For ten days, and let them give vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, wow, very humble word. As you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter. Wow, this guy risked his neck now. He consented. He broke the law of the king. In this matter. And tested them ten days, and at the end of ten days, their features appear better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacy. You think God's presence and God's grace can impact your physical body? Oh yeah, you can look more beautiful than other people. Look more glorious because the presence of God is on you. You look good. Okay, thus the steward took away their portion of delicacy and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. In other words, this guy changed the whole menu forever. Now, wow, it's wonderful. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Michael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. Do you see the grace of God upon their life? Do you see the favor of God? God has favor on them, and they obtain favor from people around them. Why did Daniel get the special, great, extraordinary favor? Again, he requested ten days of eating vegetable and no alcohol. And because the favor of God was upon him, prepared the heart of the caretaker or the God to allow him to test for ten days. You need to understand that this is breaking the law of the palace. Two, the guy risked his neck to be cut off for just changing the menu. How many people would do that? How many people gonna change your menu just? To please somebody, and you can be dead. Your head is cut off. I think it's very rare. The fav- the extraordinary favor, was upon Daniel. Why? Because Daniel looked to God. He did not look to man. He trusted his God. He did not cry like a baby. He did not complain. He just trusted God and spoke humbly, graciously. Romans chapter five verse two, through whom also we have access by faith. Everyone say faith. Access into what? Into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. What kind of Christian you need to be in order to receive more grace? Humble Christian. Christian who have faith. We need to have faith. 
when we have faith in God, we can be at peace. We can be in rest. We will not be worried, anxious, or scared. Actually, I'm gonna read from New Century Version in verses 11 and 12. As Pinas had ordered a guard to watch Daniel, Hananiah, Michael, and Azariah, Daniel said to the guard, "Please give us this test for ten days. Don't give us anything but vegetable to eat and water to drink." Everyone say again. Please. He did not say, "I have the right to eat different kind of food." Do you know that we are the Jews? We know our God. Did he insist? Did he demand? Did he put pressure? Whom he looked to? He looked to God, and he spoke graciously. Everyone say graciously. In order to obtain more grace from God, not only that you need to be humble. You need to have faith. Number three, you need to be kind and respectful. You need to respect people around you. You count on God to work in the hearts of people, but when you talk to people around you, you need to respect them, be kind to them, be humble and gentle to people around you. And you see what. Daniel say very gracious word. When you read this scripture, you can feel the graciousness, the wisdom, the faith, and the humility from the mouth of Daniel. After ten days, verses thirteen to fourteen in New Century Version. After ten days, compare how we look with how the other young men look who eat the king's food. See for yourself, and then decide how you want to treat us. Your servant, I give you freedom to make decision. Very kind, very gracious talking here. Amen. Who gets the favor? What kind of people gets the favor? Humble. What else? Walk in faith. Look to who? Look to God. And what else? Be kind and gracious. And then you're gonna have extraordinary favor from God. God give grace to the humble. God give grace to the faith walk people, and God give grace to the gracious people. Amen. Look to God. Do not put pressure on anybody. Don't come into the office and say, "You know, I'm a Christian. I can quote of the scripture." You don't know who I am. I have the right to get this. Don't say something like that. Amen. Be humble, please. Speaking nice, ask nicely, and you're gonna get the favor from people. Who got the highest grace, the fullness of grace in all over human history? Who had the highest grace? Jesus. The Bible says Moses was the most humble man in his generation, and he has the biggest grace in his generation. And Jesus has the highest grace. He has the fullness of grace. Look at. Who he is? Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle, gracious, kind, gentle, and lowly, humble in heart, and you will find rest in your soul. Let me make a conclusion. We need to become like Jesus. We need to be humble. 
We need to be gentle to people. We need to walk by faith like Jesus. My prayer is that our members here and those who listen to this teaching would be very mature Christians. You feed yourself with the Word. You are so full of love, full of grace. You are so full of faith, and you have close relationship with God that you can trust Him every day. You are that kind of Christian. And everywhere you go, when you show up in the place, you believe that God has been there before you three days ahead of time, because of the grace of God. And God inclined the heart of people for you. Amen. When you walk into any place, you respect people authority, people responsibility. If you walk to the counter of the ticket, airplane ticket. You don't walk in and demand the worker at the counter. You say nicely, "What seat are gonna sit?" They may show you favor to upgrade you to business class if you have the favor from God for free. You walk into any counter. They have authority over that counter. They may not be the big boss, the CEO, but you still respect them at that counter. Respect people around you. Talk to them nicely. Don't say you owe me. I am entitled. Don't demand. Don't put pressure. Just be kind and be gentle to people around you. They may say no to you because the rules say you cannot get the favor. But God is bigger than the rule of human. Is that right? They may say no to you for three months, but all of a sudden, God move and work. They give favor to you, and they give you special deal, special attention. Amen. Everyone say, "Be humble." Everyone say, "Be gracious." Everyone say, "Walk in faith." Let's say to the Lord at the same time, Lord, forgive me if I'm prideful. Lord, forgive me. When I am telling, why I should be asking, Lord, forgive me. When I demand, why I should be requesting, Lord, forgive my pride. Make me humble. Help me, Lord, to be kind, gracious. Respectful, oh Lord, I need more grace from you. I know, Lord, if I say I have the right, I undo my favor. I don't want to mess up my favor, Lord. Therefore, I consider every good things that come to me. Is by your grace. I don't deserve it. From now on, Lord, may your Holy Spirit remind me to be humble, to be gracious, to walk by faith, to be like Esther and Daniel, Moses, and Jesus Christ. 
change my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. I believe with all my heart that God is preparing each and every one of you, and as a corporate church, to do something at a higher level. We can impact more cities, more nations, more neighbors, more people around us. You can see more healing in the healing room. You can see more miracles in the care group. God gonna give all of us greater dimension. He is preparing us for the greater works. But in order to do greater works, we need more grace. I believe that we learn all this lesson in this series about grace, so that we know how to tap in the increase, extraordinary, great grace to do greater job for Him in this generation. Amen. Amen. Please. Get all the teaching from the previous. I think in English we I taught already ten times. This is number eleven or something like that. I don't remember the detail. Get all this teaching and learn from the beginning because I explain in detail in each session about the grace of God. Get into your spirit. Listen many many times to build your faith because by faith you can receive the grace. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's why I don't waste my time on the pulpit talking about TV program or this stuff. Just waste my time. I just talk the word because you need faith. Just go right into the word, explain the word, and then done. Amen. We don't go around the bush. Just tell you the truth. Don't waste time. I don't want to waste time. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The reason why I like to lay hand on people every other Sunday. Because I know the truth that grace come with the presence of God. When we move in the Holy Spirit and lay hand, the presence of God touch people, come in greater and greater dimension, like a container. You put the water, it vaporize, the water go down. That's why the Bible is talking about keep filling. You come on Sunday, you keep filling up your life, the glass that. Has the presence of God, the rivers of God. The more as you pour in five cc, it vaporizes two cc. You come back another five cc. Eventually, it will increase. So as you have more presence of God, thicker presence of God, the more grace you have. Why people have to come to the front and stand like this and get prayed for? Because this is an action of humility. I humble myself to come to the front to be prayed for. Why people cry, laugh, and fall down? Because that is humility. You are willing to lose your dignity. I don't care. I am a manager of a company. I am still a child of God. I can cry. My hair can be messed up because God touched me. I don't care. I am humble myself in the presence of God. And the more humble you are. The more grace you get, amen. And the more presence of God you have, the more grace you get. And that's why I love the touch of the fire, the presence in the church, amen. I'm so happy that 
our members here rarely get sick, rarely get into financial trouble. No one in this church has claimed bankruptcy. No one in this church have to be in chronic sickness that torture them. I believe not because I'm a great pastor, but because the grace of God is here for all of us. We rarely perform funeral ceremony. Rare, extremely rare. Because the grace of God is here. Amen? Why? Because we are not ashamed of the presence of God. I share with the membership team on Saturday. I share with you one more time. A few years ago, at Mercer Island Church, a couple walk in. They both are physicians. You know, when you see physicians, you see dollars come up. Did you get dollars? Money. Because they have high salary. And that day, God told me to lay hand. In my mind, right away, I argue, if I lay hand today, this couple is going to walk out. Because this is not the typical church. So I lay hand. They walk out, and they never came back. They say, this is weird church. Lay hand, people fall down, and the Lord deal with me. Son, your primary responsibility is to take care of my people in the church. It's not to please the guests. If you stop laying on of hand and my people get into cancer, sickness and disease and divorce and the kids run away, you are responsible. You choose between guests and members. I say, I need to choose the member. They commit to me. I cannot please the guests. I have to take care of the members first. Amen? Do you like to be in that kind of house? That you know that the pastor will take care of you and will not fear man. Amen? Hallelujah. I'd rather to see you healthy and strong and prosperous. Amen? And how can we do that? The grace of God. The presence of God in our midst. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for this teaching, Lord. We thank you, Father, for reminding us to be humble, to be gracious, and to walk by faith. Thank you for the story in the Bible of Esther and Daniel. We learn from them, Father, and we want to do the same thing in this generation. As you give so much favor to Daniel to have all the wisdom and interpretation of the dreams and the vision. Lord, you can give us special favor in our workplace, in our school. Everywhere we go, your favor will go before us. Your presence will go before us to incline the hearts of people, to help us, to open the door for us, Lord. And we want to give you all the glory and honor, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Before I lay hand, I'd like to ask anyone in this room is not born again yet. I'd like to invite you to join the kingdom to become a born-again Christian. Very simple. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. People don't go to hell because they lie, because they commit adultery. Do you know that? People go to hell because they reject Jesus. Jesus has paid the price for every sin on earth. Every sin, even sinners who don't believe in Jesus, Jesus already paid for them. But the reason they cannot go to heaven because they deny Jesus. Very simple. Accept Jesus, his forgiveness, 
He paid the price for you already. You just have to open your mouth and say, "Jesus, I received you. I repent of my sin and receive you into my life." Would you like to pray with me? Close your eyes, bow your head, and pray with me. Father, I accept Jesus. His death on the cross. He paid for my sin. From now on, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I repent of my sin. I give my life to you, and you forgive me. My name is recorded from now on in the book of life. I start the new life with you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. I receive by faith. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people want to be prayed for today? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The usher will help you to come into the prayer line. That we will pray for you. We don't have lunch today, so we can have time to pray for the brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More grace. More grace. Humble yourself. <laughs> The presence of God. <laughs> The presence of the Lord fall in this place. We want the move of God. The move of God, like the Book of Acts. Yes, Lord. The Book of Acts. Again, in this generation. <laughs> yes, Lord. More grace. Your presence in this house. Oh, Koshika Tara Yalapa. Open your heart. Ask God to fill your life with His presence. Tangible presence of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Filled your people, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I surrender. I surrender. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender. For your grace, you say in the Bible, Lord, we receive grace upon grace, favor upon favor, blessing upon blessing. When we humble ourselves before you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. I want to know. The presence of the Lord. I want to know you. I surrender. Fire. 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 <laughs> Pour your Holy Spirit. Pour your Holy Spirit upon them, Lord. Pour. Pour. More fire. Surrendering. Fire. Yes, Lord. I command the sickness in your body never come back. Be healed of this curse of sickness. As you, God, as you did to Daniel and the three friends, do that for her, Lord. I want to know Fire Lord I Prosperity Provision Be healed In the name of Jesus Be healed Yes Lord More grace Fire Down on my Fire! <laughs> Fire! Surrendering. Fire! More grace! <laughs> More grace! More grace upon your life! Speak to me now! More grace upon your life! More grace! I surrender! Fire! More grace. More grace. More grace upon your life. I surrender. I surrender. More grace. I want to know. More grace. More grace. Fire. <laughs> More grace. More grace. More grace. I want to know. More grace. I want to know. Lord, take care of her. She will never lack anything. The goodness of God will be revealed in her life. Yeah. You lift her up like you did to Esther. You use her like Mary. Highly favored one of God. Filled with the presence of God. Yes, Lord. 
<웃음> Thank you, Jesus. More of the presence. More of the presence in your life. <웃음> Fire. More of the presence. Fire! More fire! More fire! More fire! I want to know you. I surrender. More grace upon your life. Your children will love the Lord. I want to know you. Fire! Fire! More presence of God. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. God give you the joy. God, the Lord give you the joy of the Lord. Fire! 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 Yes, Lord. More grace. More grace. <laughs> More grace. <laughs> no sickness Speak to me No problem I By the grace surrender. of God Miracles Miracles In your body Miracles I in your finances Miracles you. in relationship Miracles <laughs> Fire Yes, Lord, fire! I surrender. Fire! I want to know you more. I want to know you. I pray that your daughter will come back to God by the grace of God. I pray that your son will be on fire for God. I pray. That your business will do well. I pray that your health will be strong to serve the Lord. Fire! 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 Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> no more chains and bondage. No more depression. No more bondage. Yes, Lord. Like a mighty storm. Fire. 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 More grace upon your life. Give her, Lord. Good family, good spouse, godly spouse. By your grace, good family. <laughs> yes, Lord. Fire. <laughs> yes, Lord. You're so good. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. He tell you trust. Look to God. Don't worry. I will take care of you. 
I open the door for you. Look to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. More grace. More grace for you. Bless you. I want to know you. More grace. I surrender. More grace. I surrender. More thicker presence of God. From now on, the favor will be like a dripping, dripping dew. Let the rain everywhere you go. You can sense the presence of the Lord in your car, in your house. Think of presence of God. More grace. More grace. Lord, have your way. Fire. More grace. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. More grace. Highly favored one. Highly favor one. Highly favor one. More, more grace than before, than the past years. Yes, Lord. <laughs> more grace than before. Yes, Lord. Fire. More grace. <laughs> Jesus, the name that is above all names. Jesus is your healer. Jesus transformed you. <laughs> Fire. I want to know you. Jesus. I want to know you more. I surrender. Fire! Fire! I want to know you more. I want to know yes, Lord. you more. Favor. I surrender. <laughs> Provision. Faith. Strength. God's help. Yes, you're not alone. I will help you, say the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Household salvation. Household salvation. Yes. By faith. Yes, Lord. I 
Of the presence of the Lord. Lord, have your way. More of your presence, Lord. More. I surrender. Fire. I surrender. Fire. I want to know. More fire. More. Think of presence. Yes, Lord. I surrender. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More grace upon your life. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com I'm so thirsty